Looking to start a business? Owner gives you the tools you need to get started today. Trusted by companies like RBC, Futurepreneur, and the City of Toronto, Owner enables Canadian entrepreneurs to start, manage, and grow their business. Right now, Owner is offering their sole proprietor registration for just $49. I used Owner to register my business back in 2020, and it was so easy to do. When I make the move to incorporate, I am definitely going through Owner. Find out how easy it is to start your business today at callanbrecken.com forward slash owner. That's O-W-N-R, or click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Welcome to the Business Gay Podcast we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callan Brecken, and on today's episode, I have Paolo Trindade. Paolo is the owner of Paolo's Cake Shop, the first roll cake store in Canada. The roll cake, known in Brazilian Portuguese as Bolo de Rolo, is a typical dessert from the Pernambuco state, I think I'm saying that right, located in the northeast of Brazil. It's the adaptation of the Portuguese bride's mattress cake, which is a rolled sponge cake filled with almonds. Upon arriving in Brazil, the Portuguese bakers changed the filling to the native guava fruit, which Paolo brought to Canada when he immigrated to Toronto from Brazil in 2016. Paolo's Cake Shop is a certified diverse supplier by Canada's 2SLGBTQI Chamber of Commerce and a huge supporter of the community. I'm really excited to talk cake and about being an entrepreneur in Canada from Paolo's point of view, so let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast, Paolo. I am so excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Colin. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so excited for today as well. Yeah, I'm super excited to dive into this topic because we haven't really had anybody uh, who's been here who started a business that's not like their native language and coming to a new country and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to see what your experience is in your journey of being an entrepreneur. So in saying that, kind of how was your journey becoming an entrepreneur in Canada? Paint that picture for us. Oh my God, exhausted. Uh, This is the journey. Like I want to share this with uh, um, your audience some people think okay as because entre- being an entrepreneur is like the fever nowadays right and then when we I, I'm from Brazil so when I came here and I faced like the language barrier um, like all the business structure is totally different than the one that I used to do and in Brazil I was like no I'm I'm dead I cannot do that right but thank God we have some organizations and some resources that we can use here in Canada and helped me to launch in the Canadian uh, market. But it was like I, I've been working on my business plan for at least two years before I launched the market. Okay. So, and did you have the same business in Brazil that you brought up to Canada or is it a different? No, it's it's completely different. In Brazil, I used to uh, be a real estate broker. So I used to have my own office in there and some, a few employees as well and a business partner. So here in Canada, I'm doing like the cake that I used to bake since I was 13. And I make this lovely cake protected by law in Brazil, my uh, main product in Canada. So I, I came from a service to a product, right? So it's a two different business model. 
Yeah, very different. What's it like being in the product business where you actually have a physical food product that you're delivering to people? Because I can only imagine you're dealing with like expiration dates and all these things that a service-based person doesn't have to worry about. This is why I used the, the word in the beginning, exhausted. In the beginning, until you figure out your process, your procedures, your operations, it will take time. So as you said, the cake, it's a really delicate product, right? So you have the texture, you have the taste, you have the right temperature in the oven. And if you miss one step, it's going to be a totally disaster. And it's, gonna, it's not going to taste well and it's not going to be good. So it's a really delicate step-by-step -step process. Uh, until you, you finish that, until you have your measurements, your numbers. I will say after one year, so now my operations is working really well. But before I was measuring everything and then knowing the customer is a, is a totally um, brand new customer base. So we need to know if this product here, people are like, oh no, it's too sweet. It's it's good. It's It's not that good. So we are, you know, trying to dip into this um, um, have like ocean of uh, possibilities and, okay. and the niche as well. When you bring to your niche, so you, you start to building your persona as a business. Yeah. Would you say that going through that experience, it was more difficult than you thought it was going to be setting it up? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. God damn it, it was. Uh, why? Because you have your expectations as, as everyone in, in your life. So you have your expectations, how it's going to work. And then when you face reality, so it's sometimes it's on the opposite what you thought before. Um, so when you deal with cash flows, when you deal uh, with marketing, um, SEO marketing strategy um, and then sales channels, all that stuff that it's related to an operation business, like the food business like mine. Um, as I said, until you know the procedures, the process, the step-by-step -step that you are doing it, it is it's going to be hard, absolutely. You need to um, make sure that you have the most powerful resource in your life as a uh, entrepreneur or as a business owner which for me is the mental health it's not like money matters of course agree but as soon as you have your mind working well and this business structure or business model that you are setting up so you are good to go because yeah. your mind control everything right so Definitely. Business, business plan is important. Absolutely it is. So you have, you know, the steps, the controlling procedures is super important as well. But before everything, it comes to your mental health. This is yeah. the most powerful resources for us. Would you say that that first year of setting all of this up, of going through the processes of setting up a business in Canada and going through the processes of making the physical product and getting the procedures in order, what was your mental health like during that year? 
you need to be to be prepared right for unexpected situations for unexpected uh expenses especially that uh we are we live in, in canada and it's a seasonal country right so during the winter we have when customers behave during the summer it's a totally different when everyone want to go outside and enjoy the summer and and buy cakes and ice creams and brownies cookies so during the winter so most of the people that i know normally they go to florida they or puerto vallarta exactly <laughs> they go outside the country and then so like your business need to survive during this um this uh, moment during this time and this is how you manage your cash flow because your sales uh is going to be down a bit or sometimes really down deep down um so you need to be able to manage that and sometimes when you do not know this um how how canada uh, business works here you're going to say oh my god it's because i'm not selling it it's because my product's not good enough people are not coming you will never think about the winter about how hard it is how uh much energy we need to put to go outside during the winter after business hours or after a snowstorm we just had one last week yeah. it wasn't that bad anyway so it is hard so people think in a different way when they they need to buy something definitely right? It is definitely seasonal here. I noticed myself I don't go out nearly as much in the winter because I mean I'm lucky I work from home. I have my office here in my place, so I don't have to go same. out unless I need to get groceries or something like that, and it's usually just like across the street and then back. And your socials, it's like maybe you have one thing a week. I do dodgeball, stuff like that, but in the winter a lot of people do tend to kind of hibernate you should you should think of uh doing some marketing around the, the cakes as like the comfort food like the winter cozy comfort food so it's like you know get these cakes get them delivered they're exactly, exactly. now we have now we have all the 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 sales channels uh working deliveries uh the shipment um everything right but before we didn't Mm -hmm. So this is how we figure out okay we have this moment we have this season now how we can work to maintain or also sometimes increase our sales right uh so this is how we we are developing uh strategies to move forward yeah and that i think it's really something entrepreneurs need to pay attention to is the seasonality in your business you're not going to know that your first year you're going to only be able to learn that as you're going through the processes as you're doing the entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur that's when you learn these lessons that you can't learn before you start and you need to like push through and kind of get through those humps to be able to look back exactly. and go oh i understand now that was a season and then you see it again the next year and you're like okay i'm starting to see trends now now we can prepare for that kind of a thing we're busier in the summer not so busy in the winter so maybe marketing in the winter needs to be bumped up a little bit so that we can bring that level a little bit up um how has your growth been since you started this business um first year we did um 
let me you don't need to share numbers or anything like that but yeah, just... no, I'm, i try to get in my memory well since i we started in 2017 right so so far uh in numbers we used to have like um 100 customers yearly in the first year so now we are last year i still have the numbers in my mind we reach out like around 15,000 customers plus 40 uh, organizations like corporate customers. Nice. So that's been like quite the growth that you've seen over the years. So like a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. You've seen the seasons come and go. So you know how all of that works in. What, what are your plans to take those numbers and to grow into the future of this business? What are your like big business plans moving forward? Um, we are now working on uh, this year, so we're going to have some partnership, um, for Paulo's cake shop. Uh, it's not going to be only a cake shop. It's more coming soon. Um, and this is, if people die, if I die after this uh, podcast, you know, this is my partners here that they want, uh, let me know, like, let me share all the info, but yeah. We're going to do some um, catering after uh, for 2024. Okay. So this is our main focus. Um, we have like several corporate um, customers that they are looking for more than cakes, right? And we realized that last year in a meeting uh, at our end of the year meeting. And we said, why we do not that? what it's holding us to move forward with that step right okay so what's we the have next the kitchen product? exactly we have the kitchen prepared we have the team so and then we have some more um organizations that are looking for the solution right and more is coming soon um but this is so far what i can share with you Okay. Okay. I'm not going to ask you any. All I will say is that I hope that I see some of your cakes at the next EY event that I see you at. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, we, oh my God, EY, it's, it's lovely. It's a lovely uh, corporation. Um, Once I, I, I was in there, so they, they sold or delivered or distribute my cakes to nine offices across Canada. Plus, yeah. They did that. I was like, whoa. And um, they they made a um, presentation for me to show my case, you know, my entrepreneurship um, journey um, uh, was lovely. So they made like a fully um, room with people, employees to listen um, my entrepreneurial journey in Canada, how it worked, how it started. So how we move forward. I love that. And now I've seen you at so like a couple of these events. So now I want I want the cakes. I I have not actually had one of your cakes yet. I've really? seen them. I've looked at them. I've not actually been somewhere where I can get a cake. So we definitely need to make that happen. I'm curious what is What has been one of the biggest lessons you've learned on this entrepreneurial journey? Well, um the the most important, as I already said in the beginning, it's your take care of your mental health. So this is uh, one thing that you're going to need always in your life, right? But in the business, 
we need to build uh, this resilience process and to build that you need you know to to take care of yourself take care of your mind and then see things in a different perspective uh, not dying and the first uh, conflict event that you have it not die if someone um say oh your cake is not amazing it's not good okay thank you I appreciate your concern but this is the product that i believe in in there so this is how i'm gonna move forward yeah and sometimes just one or two or two three people that disapprove your product or service uh is not meaning that you need to change something right so you cannot be 100 like accepted for this in this so case true. everybody so just, has different preferences yeah i'm not saying that you don't need to change like or adjust your product in the market but once you reach the market if you did the step by step that we mentioned before if you did your research if you if you brought your product to your niche if you build it a good persona for your customers as a branding right so you don't need to worry about it you did the lessons before and mm -hmm. then critics you know will be everywhere so just be focused yeah this it's is, so true it's so true you got to focus focus on your own lane stay in there people are going to say what they're going to say Hopefully the majority of it is good. And when the majority of it is good, the few who don't like it, I mean, not everybody's going to like, not everything is for everybody. And that's really important to remember. Yeah, this is how your mind works. When you have this kind of, or this level of maturity, uh, you're going to be able to identify what is a real critic and what is someone projecting their frustration on you on your business on your product or service this is the difference between them yeah i always say that if it's just a random stranger or a person online throwing crap like take nothing from that but if there's actual you know something coming from a, a person i respect or that is in the same industry as me or in the same realm or the same world and i respect them and what they have to say I'll listen to what they have to say. And hopefully there's grains of like goodness in there, but it might not all be good, but at least they've earned that spot in my life to give me some of that advice. Absolutely agreed with you. And this is going to be my third um, answer is having a mentor. You need to have a business mentor. So if you are new in this market, if you have no idea how to do it, or if you already know, but you need some advice or some numbers to compare or a second opinion about your next steps, you need, you have to know someone that, that is in the market more years than you or more time than you or have been failed before. You can learn with them how to move forward and not failed with the same steps or the same mistakes that they made it before. So I think it's really important. I'm not going to say mandatory, but if you can have someone that you trust and you, you believe in their entrepreneurial journey as well, what they have built so far, what they have learned so far. So 
catch up that person in and hold because it's really important. I have two, one Canadian and one Brazilian. Nice. Do you still have any business down in Brazil or is it all in Canada now? Uh, no, I have my, my previous business partner in Brazil. Uh, we, we are thinking in something for the next years, but he still owns a business in there. Uh, but no, my, my Brazilian uh, mentor lives in here in Canada uh, and he has a company. He owns a company for 20 years as a logistic company. Um, and he knows better than, than me, the Canadian market, how it works. And, uh, for the, the Canadian team, I have this perspective. So how I would like to see a product in the shelf, uh, if I am Canadian, what is the color's perspective? Um, uh, like let's uh, figure out the price and all the, the components of the product. So I need your perspective to tell me that because I have no idea, mm, right? Yeah. What was, so, out of that, what was the most shocking thing that you felt when you first came here and you were experiencing all of this? Not only were you having a culture shock, as you do, I've moved in and lived in different countries, but right. what surprised you the most about the kind of consumerism in Canada versus in Brazil? Um. Well, say so I will talk about my product, of course. Uh, the the sweetness, uh, the sweet level, or the high sugar level we have in Brazil, and we do not have here in some products, right? So here, I think people uh, appreciate more the taste of the ingredient. This is why we adjusted all our all recipes for a Canadian, we call Canadian taste. So uh, before, if you, if you are Brazilian and you, you order our cakes, you're going to feel like the huge difference between Brazil and Canada. Uh, there is so sweet. So you taste the sugar first and then the ingredient. So here, when you buy a blueberry muffin, for example, you can feel the blueberry inside the muffin, right? You can, you can... Um, have that sensation that the fruit is inside, not the sugar, you know. Mm. Um, so this is how we adapted and adjusted our product to the Canadian market. And in my opinion, it's the huge or the big difference between the same product here and in Brazil. So what you're saying, if I ever launch anything in Brazil, it better be extra sweet. Is You better have water with you because... <laughs> The, the cakes and the donuts, everything in there is, is, is sweeter than in here. That's wild. Because I think like stuff here, like I, I, I loved baked goods. Baked goods is like, I don't like candy or anything, but baked goods is my favorite thing. Um, and I prefer like a nice middle sweetness. Like I, I've had things I'm like, that is way too sweet for me. And I can't even enjoy it because it's just, it's so sweet. It hurts my teeth almost. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And also it's not tasteful. So it it means sometimes you just have a spoon of sugar and put it in your mouth, right? So we need, well, I I appreciate when we have something tasteful, uh something that's unique, it's it, it's deliver something different to you, right? So guava paste is so sweet in Brazil. So we we bring 
um, we ship right from there to here. Uh, but here we do one, one process that we decrease the sugar level in the guava paste. This is why our cake is so tasteful and it's not sweet as in air. Perfect. So we make this adjustment. Nice. Um, I'm interested, do you have any help in regards to what, when you launched your business, was there any grants or any programs that helped you kind of start and grow your business? Yeah, we have several several uh, programs and grants here in Ontario. We, we are located and based in, in Toronto, right? So actually the kitchen is in Mississauga, but still. Same, same, here. but different. Yeah. Um, uh, in the beginning, I used a Fieldpreneur. Mm -hmm. So they are just great with their grants and their programs. So especially for minority like black people uh lgbtqi plus community as well they work in a really great way and for the city and the government of canada city of toronto and the government of canada we still have a few um funds and grants that all the business owners can have access i think if i'm not wrong in that time i used two um, I got to one, it's a digital menu street, right? For your digital marketing um, campaign or help if you need. So if your audience now has like a physical store or how they call here, a brick and mortar um, store mm -hmm. or space, you are able just submit your application. It's really quick, guys. It's really quick. So you just open Digital Man Street. You do an application. Someone will call you. And you're going to have 2,500 um, as, a, as a grant uh, in your business account. Mm -hmm. So they will explain to you how it works. And it's so easy, busy. Like, it's fantastic. And especially in the beginning... When you reach out the market, um, you are doing several things, and sometimes you do not, you are not that good with marketing, you're not that good with social media channels. They bring to you as a business owner a nice perspective, how things works. And also the grant can help you to hire someone to do that, or but you're gonna hire someone knowing what they would do it or mm -hmm. what focus you can do that. So we have several programs here that you can you can benefit um, your business or you. Um, and also I need to mention Enterprise Toronto. So it should be your main, um, the first resource for your research in, in Ontario. If you wanna bring your, your business to a market, if you are bringing a service, and you would like to know how or where your audience is, uh, how you can do that in different levels. Um, they have the resources, they have the numbers that they can share with you. Okay. And Enterprise Toronto, it really helped me that time. Nice. Did they have any grant programs as well? Or that was more of a services they help you kind of set things up and give you information? They have, they have grants. I didn't use in that time. I used only the service because I was in the um, starting uh, stage 
of my business. So I was doing like the business plan and then I will see like doing the research. So I, I bake the cakes and I, I was like, it was funny. I'll put it in a box and uh, in a backpack. And then I was like going to some places and markets and asking people to taste it and say how from uh, five to 10, someone told me, oh, even when it's not available, it's okay. It means that I need to change, that I need to adjust. And then I was, you know, moving forward and this is how it, it worked. But they have it. They have funds. They have grants as well. And the most important thing, they have information. When we are in the beginning of a business, we do not have any kind of information that you can use to help you, to guide you, right? So when you go in there and you say, I want to open... Um, a cleaning services company in Toronto. Where, where, uh, how can I start? So they will connect you with the the business mentoring there. So they will bring some numbers to the table, and they will explain to you how this market works. This is only one example that how they work. They have several uh, ways to bring you this kind of information. Awesome. So lots of different programs, lots of different grants, lots of different organizations that offer help to entrepreneurs in Canada. And yeah. also, I know there's tons down in the States as well. Um, let's finish off with what, what's been one of your favorite parts about being an entrepreneur? Um, my favorite one um, is being an entrepreneur. Oh, it's an intriguing question. Um but it's the connections that we are able to make in here. So I love to connect with people and, and her, her the, the, their, listen to their like entrepreneurial journey here in Canada. How was the beginning? How is it going now? Um, you know, especially people uh, from uh, my community, uh, my LGBTQI plus community. So... I am in both sides, like Canada, Canada and Brazil here. And I always try to bring information, to bring, um, you know, resources to them. And also, let me explain this because I think it's important. I'm a certified diverse supplier as well with uh, CGLCC. And we are, all are here. Um, and I think it's a really important um, resource that we can count on it. Right, yeah. that it's a, an ecosystem support that we have, and being a part of the community uh, in as a certified supplier, it's um, is so insightful and helpful, in my opinion, because we make this kind of connection and support each other. I normally say to my friends, my other, uh, um, not only the food business, because I'm. I'm trying to expand my network always. Um, business owners in general, uh, that CGLCC uh, literally holds you, like put you in your arms and say, hey, let's walk together. Of course, you still need to compete for your business, but we compete together. We help each other. You know, the doors are open. It's the seat in the table. And the most important thing in there being a part of um, CGLCC, the uh, Canada's 2S 
LGBTQI plus Chamber of Commerce is that you can be who you are, yep. you know, without prejudice, without um, disadvantage for your business. You just be you. So when I'm going to Solbays and, and talk, talk to the director in there, like, or the CEO, so they, they make these connections happens in one event that we have been joined together. And I was me in that event and I was me in the meeting. So I don't hide, I don't need to hide who I am to make my business happen, you know? So yeah. this is the most important thing that I need to share here because I think it matters. Definitely. And I was, I would actually say like, that's where we met is at a CGLCC's like diverse certified kind of suppliers meeting. There was other people there because um, I believe it was like the Suppliers Alliance Canada event that we were at that we actually met at. But being both certified suppliers from the CGLCC has definitely been a huge uh, blessing in my life and has brought me, you know, people from all over Canada and then also in Toronto just connected us. And even though like some people in the same industries or different industries, but when we're together, it's like it's the same as the community. It's a lot more of a family vibe than it is a competition vibe. And so we all just get to hang out and have fun and in, enjoy being business people together which is really uh, really awesome absolutely and then it's exactly what i'm talking about so we we I, I said exhausted in the beginning of our conversation today and we are talking about the, the challenges that we face sometimes we are you know hard from being like a lgbtqi plus uh or a queer business owner and we suffer like in some moments, right? So let's not suffer because of our LGBTQ uh, status. So let's hold hands and walk together. So this is what I mean, support, yep. right? Support matters and, and voice. We have this kind of voice in there. So they, they listen to us. We can share our thoughts and share how we can improve, you know, how we can go together and make our ecosystem even better. So this is how it works. And I love I that. I agree. I agree. Well, Paolo, it has been absolutely magical having you on the podcast. I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your insights on being an entrepreneur. Um, I hope you have an absolutely magical day. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was an honor for me. I uh, was uh, really, I was honorable to be here. And thanks for having me today. I know of you are course. busy too. And it was a lovely conversation. I hope your audience enjoy and let's, let's walk together. Let's do it. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to know more or order some cakes for yourself, you can head on over to paoloscakeshop.com and get yourself some tasty treats. We will also make sure that that link is in the show notes for you so that you make sure to get to the right place. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, you can give me a little love by giving me a star rating. The Business Gay Podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callan Brecken. And if you're looking for some free SEO website audit advice, you can head on over to callanbrecken.com forward slash audit, or you can just click the link in the show notes. That's it for today. Peace, love, rainbows.